0: Yo, my affection for my reflection is pretty low. I see a boy that isn't ready to grow. I see an idiot that's stuck on an intermediate that's cozy with his fears and past the challenges immediate. The man in the mirror is laughing at me. He sees the boy he used to see no happy I want my swagger back I want my courage back Go
1: what's going on everybody welcome to down and out the sports and entertainment podcast taking the world by storm Dom Tibbets alongside Evan Ryer two sports quote-unquote professionals giving our best shot at the world of podcasting but we like to have fun keep things loose and a lot to get Today, first off, as always, shout out JD Masters and Buddha, Man the Mirror, our intro, outro music, go show them some love, YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream our podcasts, anywhere you stream music, like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, you'll find JD Masters and Buddha, friends of the program, friends of ours, Evan Happy Wednesday, exciting weekend of NFL-ish pretty relaxed slate of college football um obviously some big mlb storylines and more we got a lot to get into but uh our time difference we we worked for what the, the first year and a half of this podcast finagling different time zones and stuff right then you move to florida we get locked in on the same east coast time time zone and now here we are back on what a three hour difference you're uh you're in the sin city baby
2: yeah, uh, it's been uh, it's been weird being back in uh, uh, or being on the you know Pacific time zone, especially when I was driving through uh, Arizona. You know, because they don't they don't use daylight savings mm-hmm. time in Arizona. I don't know who all knows that, but I didn't know that. Uh, and so, even though we were in mountain t- you know mountain time then, it was Pacific time in terms of three hours back. And I am three hours back. I am uh, hungover um, and. <laughs> And I am up on the casinos, folks. Let me tell you, you you get Evan Ryer on the craps table. Uh, it's a uh, it, it, it it's a spectacle. It's a it's a phenomenon. Um, I feel really good. Uh, you know, basically. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe doubled my budget. I'll, that's all I'll say. Doubled the, uh, the money Ooh. I walked in with. And, uh, at least,
1: hey, at least somebody's having some luck. Cause I'll tell you what, I'm 0 for my last 8 on bets right now. I'm hitting a yeah. chronic slump. Chronic slump. We, uh,
2: we, we've had a, uh, we had a great night. Um, but, uh, and we're even maybe considering extending the stay in Vegas. But we also are kind of planning on, you know, on this road trip I mis- mentioned on the last episode. Still kind of planning on driving, uh. Uh, back east starting today, but part of us wants to just enjoy another night because we had a good time, and, and if we do, I'll definitely be going to a sports book, uh, for for uh for you know MLB tonight or something just to you know place a bet somewhere because uh, I've not been sports betting on this trip. Obviously, Florida took away sports betting. Dom, you're in the the land of of York of the New York, yeah. And I am so jealous that you get to uh, sports bet, although you've been losing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it started off great, you know, plus I profited, I, I was using, you know, cause you get those first free sign up, like DraftKings, FanDuel, everybody's right. giving you money, so, I, I, I mean, and I still am filling. around, I'm losing a lot of house money, I'm getting very close to be spending my own money. But yeah, I was up 220 at one point, Cashed out a little bit of it. Flirted with about a hundred. Was good, doing great through last Saturday's college football. Slammed a bunch of favorites. Hit a couple. Hit a couple bets there. Then, oh my God, the Sunday slate murdered me. Parlays weren't hitting. I shared that one with you, Matt Ryan. Immediately on my note, he he he's on my go get out of town list. I hate him. I hate you, Matt Ryan. You cost me hundred and twenty dollars. You're not my friend anymore, uh, but yeah, no, you know we'll recover. And uh, I've got, I've already placed down two bets on Georgia and Michigan to cover their insane gaps because they are playing Maryland and Kent State. So uh, let's go, let's go, Wolverines and Bulldogs. But anyways, anyways, we have to talk about my gambling woes because we do have to talk about the fact that we have a new king of the AFC South, ladies and gentlemen. He called it last episode, but here we are. Jacksonville Jaguars. If the if the season ended today, they'd be going to the playoffs. They're the only team in the AFC South with a win. How is Duval Nation feeling,
2: dude? It's awesome. I mean, I uh, it, it, you know last week I you know or last episode I I said look like they always beat the Colts at home. Last time the Colts beat the uh, Jags in Jacksonville was 2014, um, and. The Jags have had, I mean, really just one good season since then. Just been an atrocious football team uh, during that span. But but we literally own the Colts, and uh, it's, uh, it's very, very funny. Um, you know, a 24-0 win is not necessarily what I was expecting, especially after the Commanders game where that was such a sloppy performance in my eyes. That was like the big issue I had. Not that they lost, but just that they looked unprepared the the team that showed up on you know for week two uh was was absolutely uh down to clown until until they were in the ground uh i mean trevor lawrence looked great zay jones and christian kirk hey guess what christian kirk's got like 210 receiving yards and two touchdowns in two games you know i mean you know they paid him a lot of money but dude he's he right now is looking worth every penny zay jones is looking like in a great pickup um and you know it's a beautiful thing when James Robinson and Travis Etienne are able to go, you know, one after another, and and make stuff happen. So there's a lot of optimism on the offense, but I mean, it's still optimism. There's still a lot of proving they have to do. The offensive line's still a problem, but man, that defense was really, really good. Uh, I mean, they for, they picked off Matt uh, Ryan three times. Uh, Andre Cisco got in the mix. Um, just uh, you know, it's it's. It, it, it's a feel good feeling, and and now you know you kind of go into the rest of the season thinking, okay, you know we're we're top of the AFC South. Nobody in this division is going to win like thirteen games. Let's see if we can maybe go win nine and see where we end up. You know what I mean? That would be a huge season for the Jags of winning nine games. Yeah. But you know you you you, you know you play in the season you're in. You play against the, you know you 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 run the race you're you know you're in and and. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a it's a good feeling. I'm jealous of all my family members that went to the game. I was, you know, having a good time in L. A. this past weekend, and you know, I'm Facetiming with my parents, and they're, you know, at the Jags game, drinking beers and celebrating. And I'm like, damn, I, I do miss it sometimes. But uh, but yeah, so no, things are good. Vibes are good. Um, we do have the Chargers this week. Uh, if Justin Herbert doesn't play, that might be you know an expected win. But if Justin Herbert runs out there, I think he's going to uh, slice this up pretty good. Uh, so, you know, it may not be elation for long.
1: Well, he's far still, far and right either, I mean, Justin Herbert trotting out there, even, you know, you have to think that, like, you know, with broken ribs, he's not going to be 100% to begin with. So even.
2: nervous, I would be nervous to run him out there against the, the Jaguars' pass rush right now because they were absolutely. Bonkers on uh, on Sunday But go ahead Dom, sorry
1: No, no, I mean that was just it It's just like you, know, it, you have to feel at least if, if, if you're a Jags fan, if you're even just the Jags Herbert dr- goes out there knowing that he's a little battered up, little bruised. He's maybe not as gonna be, you know, he's not gonna be as confident. And I'm just gonna apologize right now, real quick. There's construction, folks, going outside my my door, uh, outside Locked the house.
0: Set, so,
1: yeah, there's just unfortunately nothing I can do about that. So that's just we're gonna have to deal with that. Okay. Apologies, but um, I, I, knowing that, and yes, the way that the Jags played, there there could be worse situations. There there could be, uh, I think it could be worse even. Even if Herbert is trotted out there, so all all the all the while, you know, g- good things considering for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you can't uh, beggars can't be choosers, and the Jags fan base is certainly begging for some optimism right now. Um, you know, Dom, something that you know, I mean, obviously going and beating the Colts is a huge, uh, huge plus. You know, that's a that's a that's a great you know start to the weekend, but. It really also hinged on making sure the rest of the AFC South lost, which the Texans, of course, uh, you know, they they, they, they did they handled their role uh, well. But then the Bills and the Titans, you know, that was the game that you're like, oh, God, if the Titans win this game on the road in Buffalo. Uh, you know that's the kickstart to their season that they desperately need instead they got absolutely pimp slapped
1: as uh no as as Mike Vrabel said in his post game press conference we got our asses kicked
2: yeah, and Dom, you got to be there on the field, you know, or, or at least extremely close for the majority of it. What was the uh, what was the energy like in Orchid Park on Monday?
1: Uh, it was insane. I mean, it was just you know we were out there, you know, kickoff seven fifteen. We're off the field by about six thirty when we're wrapping up our six o'clock show. But I mean, just forty five minutes out, the people that were already piling in, you know, that they what the Bills do about an hour before the exact hour point, they are they sound a train horn and it's pretty much the universal signal for all the RV tailgate lots around the stadium like hey, you know, probably start time, you know, make make your way towards the stadium because, you know, it takes a minute to get in, going through security and all that. But you know, even to that point, I mean, there are so many people lining the walls <laughs> trying to distract me and my boss from doing our live shot. It, it was it was a good feeling. The vibes were incredibly high going into the game and you know, the, the Bills defense got smacked in the mouth a little bit. You know, after the Bills go down, score a touchdown on their opening drive, Titans follow that up with a touchdown themselves. But the response from this team was, was awesome. Um, true, uh, fun fact that we got in that game is that the Bills have now scored, including the playoffs, a touchdown on their opening drive in their last seven games. The record is eight in the NFL, so it's 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 getting there We also got to see what I think is probably the biggest storyline of the game ev is Sam Martin our recently acquired punter from Denver We got to see him in the game because we did not get to see a punt at all in the Rams and this man was a playmaker His first punt turned into a muff that the Bills recovered his second punt of the game Almost a recovery. It was another muffed punt that the Titans thankfully fell on. it, it, it got to the point ever it, it, you know, midway I would say through the second quarter, you felt the tie turn, and then out of halftime, I mean a huge third quarter, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs were just in rhythm, torching the the Titans secondary that did come in pretty battered up, you know, let's 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 call it what it is there too. They definitely weren't hundred percent healthy, but it was just uh it was a It was a domination, total total domination from the second half on and it was it was a lot of fun to be a part of, a lot of fun to watch and you know it, 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 I, I can sit here and talk about all the good of, but there is an unfortunate. Uh, injuries that happen. Uh, Dane Jackson, obviously, a really, really scary moment. Yeah, him really getting scary. him getting carted off, um, you know, th- via ambulance. But everything, you know, he he was released within 24 hours out of the hospital. He had all feelings in, in his extremities, which is which is really good. It's really good news to hear. Obviously, we're not expecting to see him in week three. Micah Hyde uh, has a neck injury as well. I thought maybe it was a concussion, but the Bills ruled it a uh, neck injury. So probably not going to see him there too. You're already losing Ed Oliver and Tim Settle, Matt Milano, our linebacker who had a pick six against Ryan Tannehill. He's not; uh, he's injured, going day by day. We don't know what he's going to be on the short rest week as we get ready for Miami. So, it's it, it, there's a lot of good, but there's also unfortunately some bad. You know, the injury bug has hit Buffalo in a way that the Bills haven't been. Accustomed to, we got very lucky with the injury bug last year. It was not serious at all, and we're already looking pretty battered up. So I'll be I'll be curious to see how the secondary responds to you know going down to Miami and playing against two very very good wide receivers in Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And, and listen, we all know what kind of a thorn in the side Tyree Kill has been to the Buffalo Bills in his career. So, you know, there, there, there's definitely some reason for concern. But take, taking back to the Tennessee game, it was an awesome experience. Happy to be a part of it. And I'm uh, pumped, pumped to see uh, more more games down there. My next one is actually the Steelers game, which would have been a lot better if TJ Watt was there. So I'm expecting, you know, the Bills should take care of the Steelers in week five. But still going to be cool, very cool. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get ready for Miami.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, I mean, that uh, that is interesting in its own right, right? I mean, it, it, the Miami looks like, I don't know, a team
1: possession. I just like, you know, it's funny, Evs, because we do, you know, I, I, I predicted the Bills to go 14-3 and this year, but I have them losing two games prior to week six, and that was to Miami and Kansas City. Well, when I'm watching the first half of that Dolphins-Ravens game on Sunday, I'm, thinking about I have to change my pick I'm like oh my god the Dolphins are actual ass actually like Tua is not good the Ravens are just picking them apart but watching how quickly that offense was able to turn it on I I know you but you've been high on him because you covered him with your time covering the Niners and heavy I'm still kind of a jury out guy on Mike McDaniel but man did I start sipping that juice a little bit Mike McDaniel might be a good coach I'm sipping on that juice
2: that's uh, I think I think what we're gonna see with Mike McDaniel is when you look at him, you know, the whole thing. Everybody's got the jokes. He doesn't seem like a powerful presence or anything, but, but really, what I think uh, you, you're hearing out of Miami is that he just, everyone likes him. Everybody wants to play for him, and everybody wants to play well. He's you know not you know uh you know a, a Barker. He's a guy who's you know putting his, his uh his arm around the shoulder of you know Tua of. Of Jalen Waddle, Of you know This offense And saying like Hey there's a lot of talent here And we can do something And God And if you don't give up in a game You can go score Four touchdowns Yeah
1: well you know And, and that And that should show you enough About Mike McDaniel right Like I mean You guys were Detrimentally down You know But they fought back He's able to rally his guys And they pull off a, An incredible fourth quarter I mean that that, that that does say a lot right there You know Actions do speak louder yeah. than words In those in, instances
2: For sure uh, you know l- coming back a little bit to the bills this game against the Titans uh, I uh, nobody cares about my fantasy team I uh, I want to you know <laughs> make sure everyone knows that I know that uh, but came into the game needing uh 14 points from Stefan Diggs
1: oh you're welcome uh, he
2: yeah he got me he got me he got me over the line you want to actually exception yeah
1: 148
2: <laughs> yards three touchdowns I mean just a I mean, or maybe his biggest stat line since he's played in Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely one of his best games that he's he's ever had. I mean, they were like I said, they were just in sync. It was easy. I had him on a fantasy team as well, but I'll tell you, Ev, you want I actually had, had a really funny interaction with Stephon Diggs pre-game. So yeah. we were down on the the field uh, in between our live shots. Stephon Diggs, I'm sure you've seen the video. He'll he'll go around the stadium and he'll throw, you know, play catch with the fans. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he starts yeah. playing it with some reporters, like. TSN from Canada was next to next to us, and they he threw the ball to them. So I whip out my phone because it's a great Twitter moment. Obviously, it'll blow up. You know, trying to get the video. Stephon Diggs gives me a look in the camera. I'm thinking he's gonna throw it to the fan behind me. Dog, Stephon Diggs rifled one at my phone. Direct contact. Direct Oh, that rocked! <laughs> but the problem is he knocked it out of my hand. Ev, that video didn't save. It didn't save. And I was like, no. no so I couldn't. I, I So I'm like trying to find my phone. I throw the ball back to him. I can't locate it. I don't see Stephon Diggs is trying to point to where my phone is. But I'm just like trying to like. Enjoy the moment, cause I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I was like, this is unreal. Stephon Diggs just threw a ball at my phone, and I'm excited. Stephon Diggs like literally walked over, took my hand, placed it on my phone in our in our car. It was like. I found your phone, and he walks and he walked away and started playing, guy. playing catch with people. He was a little annoyed. He was like, "Bro, why'd you make me come over here?" But I was, I mean, whatever. It was, it was, it was a very, very cool moment for me. I definitely felt bad. I did not catch the ball because it was slightly embarrassing. But shit, that was. I, I'll take that ten out of ten times. So that was a very, very interesting interaction I had with the man, the, a man of the people for sure.
2: New pregame ritual for Savon Diggs is just throwing darts at. Uh, uh,
1: uh, hey, sign, sign me up. Um, Ev, so I want to spin this off with the Titans because we have to also look around the NFL for some things that happened. I mean, t- the Cleveland Browns had a collapse in the fourth quarter against the New York Jets. Joe Flacco, is he elite? Ravens. You know, who knows? Uh, Ravens, obviously the collapse like we we're talking about with Miami, but the, the Las Vegas Raiders. They now play a one. tight, tough, tough loss to the Cardinals. So now we get Titans, Raiders, two zero and two teams that we thought were going to be playing in the playoffs. Is this a loser leave town game now in week three already? One of those teams is going to go zero and three, or in more hilarious fashion, zero two and one for both. But okay. let's let, let's assume let's let's go in thinking some team goes zero and three like. Holy bananas! Yeah. Th- things I would never have seen coming.
2: It's a uh, it's it's do or die for both teams right now, and uh, and and you know I mean they talk about all the time you know if you go zero and two I think the chances of making the playoff like historically speaking it's like eleven percent. These teams are already like really got long shots you know uh, in, in terms of history to make the playoffs. Oh and three. I mean, you might as well put a fork in the season. I mean, it, it. may you know. Obviously, that's not how football works, and that's not how teams work. The Titans have had a pretty tough slate, you know, kind of to open up as well. So they're going to go win some games. You know, they're not. It
1: just it just yeah. depends though. But it, you know, if you're the Titans, that week one loss to the Giants. I know the Giants are an improved team. I I don't believe that's a tough game that's you should have lost. Y- yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. They, they the Titans need to be thinking. All right, we're going to go one and one. In New York, basically. We're going to lose to the Giants or we're going to beat the Giants.
1: New Jersey and New York, but that's okay, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to beat the Giants and we're going to lose to the Bills, you know, or, you know, and maybe. But instead, they're now in do or die and facing another desperate team, which that's the thing. If you're 0 2 and you're playing like a 2 and 0 team that's like off to a good start like let's say i i you know the titans are at home here i do believe the titans will beat the raiders unfortunately uh that's kind of my pick from a distance right now but if the titans were playing a two and oh like good nfl team at home i would feel way more confident in betting on the titans to win this game because mm-hmm. they absolutely have to have it yep. and the other team doesn't both these teams absolutely have to have this one.
1: Oh, it, um, w- without a doubt
2: and uh the the big concern though i will say with tennessee is just i mean that was a putrid offensive performance the bill's defense played very well but i would also say that they've got some major issues to address i mean derrick henry averaging less than two yards a carry that's a problem and i it might be time to start saying that ryan Tannehill is a problem like That he is not a plus to the Titans anymore. He's a he's a minus.
1: You know, and and I will say, you know, it it sucks this year. There's no AJ Brown in Tennessee. You know, you lose a legitimate wide receiver one threat. So you look at at, yeah, absolutely. What
2: are you doing getting rid of AJ Brown? You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and then and then what? You're and then you're calling Robert Woods your number one. I mean, I love Traylon Burks. I think he is a very very talented receiver. I looked right. I think he was he was a little underutilized. But that's the thing though, Ev. Is is if we're picking at straws here. To talk about Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, and trying to like trying to get some sort of solace for the the Titans' offense. There's your concern, like that's that's a red flag, multiple red flags. And I, and I think you bring up a good point, Ryan Tannehill. I think the definitely jury's still He's done enough for me not to go panic mode on him, but we might be talking week eleven, week twelve. And we're going. Hey, uh-oh, might be time to throw Malik Willis in there. And let me tell you, Malik Willis went in the fourth quarter. did not look good. He has he can move with his feet, though. You know, he definitely has yeah. some 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 mobile some mobility compared to Ryan Tannehill. But he didn't look that they didn't look that great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's his it's it is not sweet right now for the Titans. And and you know, I mean, to kind of flip it on the other side, you know, for the Raiders, it's like. That team has obviously got enough talent, you know, to yep. go to the playoffs. To, to you know, they're not going to win the AFC West. We didn't really expect them to. When you've got the Chiefs and Chargers right there, but um, you know, there's enough talent on that team. But they're not the most talented team that can overcome. You know, like a zero and two, zero and three type mm-hmm. start. And also, I mean, the backbreaking blow. Like it's not just that you're zero and two. It's the fact that you just absolutely pissed away. Uh, 20 to zero lead to a team that i don't even think is that good like cliff kingsbury needed to win that game to keep his job it's he
1: he, he may have gotten the herm edwards tre- treatment for all that we know <laughs> walking off yeah, the field like, and i
2: mean it, it, it could have been very much like hey you're you're cliff if this does not if kyler doesn't score here uh you can you can just stay you know in vegas you don't have to come back with us but mm-hmm. and, uh, so. and then
1: and then it's you and him at the craps table basically
2: oh, man you get me and cliff on the craps table um <laughs> all i'm gonna say is tsunami alert uh keep your keep your girlfriends away um i but,
1: uh, here i will say here a positive thing i will say about the raiders in this matchup is you just watch what did we just see monday night have A very good quarterback excuse me linking up with a very very good wide receiver the Raiders have a good quarterback with a very good wide receiver Devontae Adams should shred up as Stephon Diggs did this Titans defense that is absolutely where you need to hammer him but to that to that uh, to that same notion the Raiders defense very suspect. I would imagine the Tennessee offense can at least put something together. And if you're looking at a long term, the Titans are in a much better situation. If God forbid they go 0 and 3 here, because they play in a significantly weaker division. No, f- yeah. that's just that's just the truth. Sorry, no, bud. But yeah, but if the Raiders go 0 3 here, it's later. I'm done. Kiss it. I mean, you might you might as well start you know tanking for Bryce Young. Tank for you know, Bryce. What
2: was, what was uh the wildest thing about the uh the the finish too, I just want to say this real quick and another huge red flag for the mm-hmm. Raiders offense. So Devontae's a dude, right? And you got Darren Waller and he's great. You yep. Know, Darren Waller Of
1: course, great yep, yep, yep.
2: Hunter Renfro is supposed to be, you know, kind of a guy. You know, he's supposed to be like a great number two on, you know, an NFL roster, you know, great possession receiver, a great reliable option. Um, Cooper Cup light maybe. Um that dude fumbled twice, in back-to-back plays to basically give the Cardinals the ball at the very, you know, in the in in overtime to uh, to basically lose that game. I mean, it, it, when when you've got a guy whose whole mantra or his whole like brand is reliability, and he's uh, dropping the ball like that, yeah, yeah, reason for concern. Both these teams are. I, I mean, like you said, you said no panic mode over over Tannehill in the in the Titans. I this is. I, no panic mode for either team, but you absolutely slam that button. Uh, you know, if you lose this weekend.
1: Oh if yeah, you I think I think you shift the DefCon five. I think I think you shift the DefCon five most definitely for the Raiders. I think you can make an argument that you're only shifting to DefCon three, maybe four for the for the Titans, and that's just because I could see a crazy scenario where, like, you know, we're talking an eight win team out of the AFC South gets in there. I did actually make I did make a, an off handed comment. Um, Mid, about midway through the third quarter so uh, we have a shooter that goes down and gets our highlights so me and my boss head back up to the press box to watch the right. game and about midway through the third quarter I mean we're talking we're, we're talking Sam Martin is a highlight on Twitter for us I mean that's how well things are going for the bills yeah. I, I, I lean in and I go hey Matt here's a great thing if if the Bills can't clinch a number one seed because, you know, the Chiefs are as very good as advertised, you know, that's a very real possibility we might not get the number one. We'll see. But I was like, here's a great thing, Matt we're going to be hosting whatever loser comes out of the AFC South with eight wins, you know? And uh, I, I, I and he, he leans in, he goes, yeah, it could be the Jaguars. And I say, well, I actually kind of hope it's not the Jaguars. You weren't, yeah. in du- you weren't in Duval last November. Well, actually, no, he was in Duval last November. He was covering the game. We were there as fans, obviously. But we made the joke that we could be <laughs> the the eight-win Indianapolis Colts. Maybe the eight-win Jaguars coming to Highmark Stadium in the, in the middle of January, you know? But that's, that, that's a real possibility with the AFC South, and honestly, I have, I'll, the last thing I'll say with this, because we have a more NFL thing to get to, but if you, as a Jags fan, seeing the Titans lose and go 0-3, I mean, it, 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 tell. am I wrong to, to assume that Jags fans go from, hey, this is a building block season, to, oh, shit, hey, let's pin the ears back, we might sneak in the playoffs here.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially with, you know, how bad the Colts are looking right now and you know that the Texans are not in the mix. I mean, the Jags really got to be thinking, yeah, like, you know, this is that we have a serious chance, especially if they go pull out like a crazy win in L.A., you know, over the Chargers. Then it's especially like, yeah, we got to go. Like, you know, that's when, to me, you know, as a front office, you start saying, okay, is there a trade, free agency pickups, where – you know where can we you know kind of level up the team and improve the depth, mm-hmm. um, you know on, on on our way to the rest of the season, you know the 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 Titans do have the Colts after the Raiders game, they go Colts Commanders Colts in three weeks. You know, you get back to three and three with that stretch um, and the Texans right after that, too. So uh, four and three is definitely not off the off the cards, even if they lose. But but yes, please, for the love of God, go Raiders. Uh, let's uh, let's let's put Tennessee in the dumpster. Um, but, Dom, what is that final topic? that? We
1: well, that the one last thing we're going to get into just talking about this last week is obviously this big, ginormous, Brawl between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints, Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans getting after it with each other. Mike Evans has now been suspended for a game. Uh, Evan, you you told me something early before we started recording this podcast that basically maybe puts Bruce Arians at a little bit of a question mark here. Maybe maybe they uh, they the, it sounds like the Bucs were trying to flip that old Saints gate scandal and flip it back on the Saints in, a, in an old little switcheroo.
2: Well, I, I, I'll say this, man. You know, they don't always have the, the best teams or necessarily, like, they don't always perform against, you know, teams outside their division. But the NFC South, in terms of rivalries and stuff, I mean, it is brutal. Like, I and mean, those teams really don't like each other. And the Buccaneers and Saints have a major, you know, this has been brewing for, for years, obviously, like three years ago. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans attacked Marshawn Lattimore in a game. Uh, he attacks him again after Marshawn Lattimore kind of gets in like a, you know, he so he wasn't called for pass interference and he kind of jaws. But Marshawn Lattimore really in this moment is not like if you go back and watch the video like. I mean, he's he's not really doing anything.
1: No, he's uh, he's not. He's but you know what? Just, but I think that's a masterclass lesson from Mar- like the king of trash talk in the NFL, Marshawn Lattimore. You know, like that's yeah. just masterclass agitation, and, and it worked. And he got what he wanted. He didn't get the yeah. win, but he got he got Mike Evans now suspended for a game.
2: Well, it's also so you know the the the, the most interesting dynamic of this, right? You know, the what you what you were kind of leading us into. Bruce Arians is still on the sideline, right? Because he's still with the uh, Buccaneers as like, yep. you know, a front office, I forget the technical uh, uh, oh, yes, yeah, senior assistant to general manager. Um so he's nice. you know, uh Bruce he's a, to go get the he he's has to go a, get the coffee. He has to print out paper. <laughs> Bruce
1: Bruce Arians is basically Dwight Schrute but just on an NFL sideline.
2: Yeah, essentially. Uh, I love it. But, uh, which which is very Dwight Schrute of Bruce Arians too. there's a video of him Definitely telling Mike Evans to go, <laughs> to go after Marshawn Lattimore. I, you know, you can't quite tell what what he's saying. It kind of looks like go get him, and that's not saying hey go you know attack Marshawn Lattimore, but it could mean hey go break that up. Uh, and so Mike Evans went and broke it up in his own way. Uh, he gets the uh, suspension, um, you know, and the and the video of that's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? Yep, uh, classic really great i mean you know all around this was a uh, you know i mean obviously the two teams had to be separated or whatever but nobody was really hurt here nobody was swinging helmets i.e miles garrett or aaron donald um you know it was a relatively just entertaining safe brawl uh which you know we we don't really get so much in the nfl like i mean in baseball right bench is clear all the time but when it's like a full-on like 20 on 20 dudes and pads brawl that's pretty rare uh, so, yeah, uh, that was uh, – that's, you know, I think Mike Evans definitely deserves his suspension. I am pretty sad because he's my second receiver behind Stephon Diggs on my fantasy team.
1: Yep, I'm with um, you there. It sucks. It's not fun. Not fun. But, you know what, though? It, it, it I think it goes back to the point you made, though, Evis. You know, that we, we don't get them every once in a while, but what makes an NFL brawl even better is when it is between two rivals. You know, like I I, I – when Gronk took a, a dive on Tredavious White uh, back in Trey's, I think his rookie season, so we're talking 2017, 2018, when he was still with the Patriots, like, that enacted a little bit of a scuffle, right? And it just, like, it turned into a, a semi-brawl, not this level of a, of a brawl, but still was a pretty big team-wide scuffle between the Pats and the Bills, like rivalries and and teams that really hate each other that is what turns like maybe just an ordinary brawl into something even better and that, i think that's exactly why the the bucks and saints had so much like hype And so much excitement about this fight Is just because these two teams hate each other You know like get I, I, I would imagine the, the Falcons And the Saints or the Falcons and the Panthers Doing the same thing would would Equivalate to very similar results So that's where I, I, I Definitely hung my head on just being like this is Awesome this is NFL Divisional football two teams who are Going to probably go neck and neck with each other Trying to take the NFC South crown if we're being honest to a degree, um, yeah, and and that, and that's what we're gonna get. So I, I'm all I'm all for it. But uh, next time, <clears throat> Mike Evans, don't get suspended because uh, I'm three and zero, or I'm looking to go three and zero in fantasy, and I really would have wanted you on my team. So um, it's a little sad.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, that's uh, that is unfortunate for us, but you know, just uh, more added spice into the uh, you know the NFC South, and also, I mean, again, it's just it's so funny that bruce arians is not the head coach of the bucks but he probably is being shown more on the broadcast than todd bowles is i don't know if todd bowles cares he definitely doesn't but but it is like man there is a head coach bruce i mean general assistant manager to (laughs) uh bruce arians but yeah so uh you know all all you know the nfl man it, it always keeps us entertained uh but but, uh, Tom, they
1: said I would have loved to have them send Bruce Arians out midway through the second quarter. Like, hey, can you go to Cafe Dumont get us some beignets, uh, so, so, some beignets and then we'll, uh, we'll 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 um, you know go on and play the rest. Well, that's of this what Todd
2: team. Todd Bowles Todd Bowles will be asked about Bruce Arians, right? He'll be asked like, hey, so why is uh, you know what what is your take on the Bruce Arians sideline stuff? Um, and Todd's gonna be like, well, I mean, he took twenty minutes to get me a macchiato, so uh, I'm not very pleased with him right now. Uh, his performance is under review, uh, but but Dom, uh, if we don't want to, you know, get our performance under review, uh, we need to uh, handle the financial side of this business. Um, what do you say yeah, we go to the cash grab?
1: I'm probably this is one of my more eager cash grabs because I got to go recuperate my gambling losses from this past weekend. So we're gonna go kick it to a quick cash grab commercial break here. When we come back. College football, MLB, we'll wrap it up, send you on your way for a merry weekend of sports. Stick with us, Down and Out returns right after this. Hey guys, Dom here. I want to tell y'all about Anchor.fm. Yes, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free and there's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Don't know how to get your final product on all the major streaming platforms? Have no fear. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them Down and Out sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Second half of down and out underway. We start with a little college football slate big one coming up here. It's not really much to recap me and I've decided because last weekend was pretty vanilla. Uh, everything that you probably thought was going to happen happened uh, except for actually real quick. I, I, will, I will say one thing off the cusp here of um, App State. That's fun, very very fun. Yeah. I hope App yeah. State gets ranked and wins a national championship this season. App State over Alabama in the national championship. I
2: literally the only team that could beat Alabama in that, in, in the natty, and I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm 100 with the Dom.
1: That's uh very very fun. So as we look towards this slate, slightly better. We have some so we have some ranked up matchups, and the way we I think we attack this is, you know. A bunch of are-you-for-real games as we look at these kind of ranked matchups. I'll start with the first one that pops off the dome here. ACC football, it is what it is, folks. But at 12 o'clock noon on ABC, Wake Forest, 21st-ranked Demon Deacons host Clemson. A Wake Forest are-you-for-real game? Absolutely are-you-for-real game if they win this. If they lose this, however, I still don't think that takes – anything away from Wake Forest because it's the ACC. I, I, I still think Wake Forest is probably going to be the second or third best team given whatever NC State does, even if they lose against Clemson. So I don't really have much to add to this one, Ev, unless there's anything you needed to touch on. But that's that was kind of my take with, with the Wake Forest-Clemson game. It, it, Wake Forest to me is real regardless of the out, of the outcome
2: yeah you know it's a i feel kind of bad for wake right you know uh i can't remember his name right now but that quarterback that lit you know was absolutely stellar last year got hurt basically before the season began they still got a good team and i think they're gonna give clemson a game you know they'll probably still lose by you know two or three scores but but give clemson a game and, and and that is uh that is all you can really ask for as a wake fan or you know as a uh kind of any person that doesn't like clemson Um, I, you know, Clemson hasn't been overly convincing this season either. So you never know. I feel like that's one that if I was actually going to bet, um, I would maybe sprinkle that I would maybe, you know, either sprinkle like a wake money line, like just throw five bucks down and see if they, if they pull it off or maybe even consider Wake covering the spread as a more just straight up bet. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's. You know, I mean, Wake's wins, right? I just had to pull them up real quick. They barely beat Liberty. Um, they they beat Vandy by 20s. So there's that, and they they. And, and, this bi- bi- and,
1: and this is bi- and and this has been tough without Sam Hartman, as you mentioned. Like that, that yeah, this Sam is Orman, that's his name. That this has been difficult for Wake Forest to, to kind of navigate the waters with. But that's I'm still because it's the ACC. You know, I'm like uh, until I see what Florida if Florida stays for real and they're not really in a for real game. Um, you know, I, I I have reason to believe Wake Forest is a top three team in the ACC, regardless. So I, I I'm I'm not getting overly. Uh, up to the moon on this game so actually
2: i uh i am also i'm just gonna put this out there uh late to the party did not realize that sam hartman uh was medically cleared to come back and did play in uh uh their game against vandy and liberty so yes wake is very much in this shit
1: oh okay Uh, here we go
2: yeah well for those who 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 are confused at our confusion uh sam hartman had a blood clot issue that i mean really initially they were like he may not be able to ever play
1: football. Again. That was a very quiet comeback he pulled off, because I feel like that was not talked about whatsoever.
2: Well, yeah, he was, and he was phenomenal last year. But Wake Forest is Wake Forest; they're not, you know, they're not a, a college football powerhouse. They don't, you know, push traffic. Um, but hey, you know what? A great way to get that going is uh, for Sam Hartman to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns against uh, against Clemson, and let me tell you, they're at home, folks. Wake Forest is at home. I don't know. This is uh, this is looking a f- little dicey. The foot, the,
1: foo- the little... football mecca of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, baby.
2: Yeah, dude, it it rocks. No, uh, but but yeah. So that's a that's a that's a decent little recap on Wake. I totally. Uh, I'm glad that you know. That's the beauty of the uh, of the Down and Out podcast, folks. We're learning alongside with you.
1: We're Literally, we can we can correct ourselves on the fly. Hey, you know what? That credit to us. Credit to You're us. Not-
2: yeah, honestly, you know, big ups to us. I'm not an educator. I'm here to educate and get educated, you know? Like, I'm trying to do both. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Tom, uh, how can we more smoothly move on to our next uh, college football?
0: Well, with a
1: slightly better matchup as we go to the greatest conference in all of college football, the SEC, because have this game coming up is honestly are, are you for real game for both teams number 20 florida at number 11 tennessee and i know the big one is the tennessee all right you get a big win over pittsburgh you, you you've done enough that you're like you're creeping at that top 10 and you're kind of earning respect you're like oh god is that creamsicle orange about to be on some national stages three thirty kickoff classic cbs sec but Respect to Florida, number twenty in the country. They beat you know they, they beat Utah to uh, number seven ranked Utah at the time to kick off their season. It, it's it's like the Billy Napier, Are You For Real? What's going on here? Taking on Tennessee on the road. Very easy argument to make that. This is an are you for real game for either of these clubs.
2: Yeah, for Florida, you know, after losing to Kentucky, who Kentucky's a good team, you know, Florida's just like hey, yep. we need to get in the wing column in the SEC. Um,
1: Skate by you know, South well, I will say that South Florida game little close, little close for concern. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's just about winning ball games, folks. It's about winning freaking ball games.
2: Well, especially for Billy Napier, who, when you're in your first season, and sure you had some recruits, but for the most part, you're working with players that you did not recruit. You know, him being able to navigate to like a eight or nine win season would be big for Florida. Yeah, uh, including you know beating rivals, right? So. And, and, and the thing with Tennessee, too, is that Florida fans are very spoiled, Dom, because Florida has beaten Tennessee 16 of their last 17 meetings. Um, they
1: That's a could- great stat. That's how we make up for that Sam Hartman debacle we pull out stats like that. That's fantastic.
2: Well, I, uh, the the reason why it's always so present in my mind is because I just think it's absolutely hilarious that Tennessee gets rocked by both of their number one rivals every year. Uh,
1: so yeah, so ba- so and also too, because I'm sure Pops is looking so forward to when Tennessee comes up on the slate for Florida.
2: Oh yeah, like, I mean, so Florida's always used to, all right, doesn't matter how good or bad we are, we're going to go beat Tennessee. Alabama hasn't lost to Tennessee since 2006, so tennessee just gets wrecked by its rivals right and and you know that's the thing is that tennessee is looking really good right now i mean uh they, their offense defense all of it is looking very solid but uh you know when florida comes to town they seem to lay eggs um i will say nayland stadium with a, a tennessee team that is ranked 11th 3-0 and with florida coming into town that is going to be I mean, arguably the biggest home field advantage that any team in college football has this week, because when Tennessee is packed and full and about it, which we haven't seen in about a decade and a half, it's crazy. I mean, 102,000 people, I think, in that stadium, so um, it's going to be, it's going to be loud, it's going to be, you know, crazy. So I think, uh, I think it's a very much a prove-it game for both sides. I don't even, I, I personally am not going to touch this game as a sports better, um, but. But I, I really just still have to lean Florida just because they just always seem to do it. Um, but, but either way, you know, if Florida loses this game, they can basically kiss SEC contention goodbye. If Tennessee loses this game, then it's kind of back to the drawing board of did we really, you know, that win over Pittsburgh was nice. But how, how much better of a team are we really? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, considering the fact, I mean, you're still gonna have some some ranked people on your uh, you know ranked teams on your schedule. Like they
2: still gotta play Alabama and Georgia this year.
1: And so. Kentucky, who's ranked eighth yeah. in the country right now, you know. So like, it, it's not 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 an easy slate to come by. Hey, if you're Tennessee, get your wins while you can. I would fully expect Tennessee to win. But if there's one thing I learned from watching, or not betting hard on the jags to beat the colts is like hey sometimes you just gotta trust not the numbers but the history right jags do well at home against the colts florida does well against tennessee regardless so that is our take there another game ev we're gonna bring it to our attention we're talking about this one number 10 arkansas at 23rd-ranked Texas A&M. Definitely an are-you-for-real game, I think, for Arkansas, they've cracked, or crapped, cracked the top ten. Texas A&M we know is good. They just they fell, they fell to the App State bug, right? So I, I, this isn't an are-you-for-real game. It's like, hey, can you get back kind of game for Texas A&M. Arkansas, very much an are-you-for-real game because yeah. you go and win this on the road, you put two losses to Texas A&M, Little Rock, Fayetteville—that whole strip of Arkansas land—going to be buzzing if that if if that comes into fruition.
2: Yeah, I mean for sure this is uh, you know this is kind of a a season-setting game for both teams. Um, with Texas A&M, you know that loss is going to sting all year, but you forgive it if you can go beat Arkansas because it then says okay we're you know we've righted the ship. Mm-hmm. We're, uh,
1: we're and it, really it still and it still puts you in great time, you know, because you've lost early enough that you can go win that October eighth matchup against Alabama, and you can kind of rectify like, hey, we can maybe sneak back up in the top four. But obviously, that all gets thrown out the window, in my opinion, if Arkansas wins, and then it's like, hey, we're gonna have to throw some real respect to Arkansas and and oh, yeah. what they're doing.
2: Uh, I will say the big concern. With Arkansas in this game, the reason why AM could absolutely uh, upset them is Arkansas's defense has been suspect at best. Um, gave up twenty-four points uh, to Cincinnati, thirty to South Carolina, and then twenty-seven to Missouri State. Um, you know, those are you know Cincinnati, South Carolina. I guess I can understand you know giving up points to them. Missouri State, though, that's a twenty-seven points to you know a small team like that is a little concerning. So maybe what that really is just saying is bet this over. You know the, mm-hmm. the line right now is at 48 and a forty-eight and a half. Um, you know Arkansas is going to give up some points. Texas a and going to score and Arkansas is going to score. So maybe uh, maybe that's what I'm saying here. But but yeah, I mean either way, this is really momentum setting and and for Arkansas, I mean they play Alabama right after this. They've got to go win this week. You know they've got to enter that Alabama game thinking, okay, we are going to, you know, we, we we are proving that we're the second best team in the SEC West. Maybe we're the first, you know, if we can beat Alabama at home uh, the following week. It's a tough back-to-back, you know, uh, uh, two weeks for Arkansas. But I think you're catching Texas A&M at a good time, um, and uh, you know, it, you know, in terms of potentially getting through these two weeks, go win this first one. You see what happens against Alabama.
1: Absolutely. Uh, without without a doubt, there. Um, I. It's. It, it's it's little because I am kind of I'm on the fence about you know Texas A&M my my thing my kind of overall opinions on them I'm not a Jimbo hater I really I, I and I really just wanted A&M to be undefeated for the Alabama game so we can all uh, October 1st not the ace so sorry to take that back Uh, but I wanted I wanted them to be undefeated by the time we got to this point obviously that just is not coming to fruition so I and I looked at the I was looking up the the odds while you were Talking there, a favored by two points. It's very yeah. slight, very slight line. But obviously, I, I think there has to be you know a little bit of a, a head scratch in the sense it's like okay, number ten team in the country against number twenty three on the road, but they're not they're the underdog still the very slight underdog. It almost makes me want to absolutely hammer the Razorbacks and well, pick them we'll to see. absolutely run a train on them. But I agree though. Twenty-seven points against Missouri State. Good SEC teams have don't do that. They don't do yeah. that.
2: Well, and I will say, Dom, uh, not to will actually you, but it's not a road game. This game is being played at Jerry World, oh, which means two things: dynamic, it is, the home team. But that's Jerry's alma mater. Arkansas loves playing in Jerry World. You know, that's, 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 uh,
1: you know, this is, oh, this is kind of an I fucking it- gonna throw my life savings on the Razorbacks.
2: Throw my yeah, life savings so on Arkansas. It's, uh, it's it okay. feels, it feels very, very tempting. Um, Dom, I think the last game of, uh, Are You Real, uh, that we, we really wanted to bring up was, uh, was USC traveling on the road to Oregon State. Yep. Uh, going toward, to Corvallis you know the beavers are three and oh a very quiet three and you know no one's uh, really talking too much about you know their wins over boise state fresno state and uh just a shellacking of montana state
1: which hey you, you know, know what know. they're beating all the state schools though that's consistency very it's consistent true. It's true. Shout out to <laughs> Oregon
2: state for only scheduling teams with state in the name <laughs> um but uh but, you know, meanwhile, USC, obviously, with Lincoln Riley now heading the program, they're off to a pretty hot start. You know, they also beat Fresno State. Um, they beat Stanford. Um, and uh, their, uh, their quarterback, uh, uh, Williams, is, I mean, like, had just been – he's been lights out, like, you know, the first three games. This is a game where, you know, again, USC's – you know, USC's never quiet, right? Like, you know, you, you can't say, like, oh, USC is quietly climbing the pools. But they are at seven – and that does feel pretty high for you know a Pac-12 team that is you know got a great coach but is still kind of getting its recruits together and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it, I I think that has to do a lot with like uh, you know call it the the Caleb Williams Lincoln Riley effect, whatever it may be. It, it does seem a little bit like okay, you know y- a little higher than than you think they should be. But I mean it, it, USC had so many. I I look at USC's schedule. The three games they've won, Rice, Stanford, Fresno State, they've taken care of business in all of them, um, you know, yeah, we're talking 28 points is the most they let up the Stanford. If if USC was not legit, that Stanford game would have, one, been a lot more closer, and two, they maybe would have lost. So they aren't doing the typical USC thing where they just, like, blow games out of nowhere early in the season. Then the the rest of the year is like, okay, can we just not lose three or more games, basically? So I have a little bit of optimism for that as well. But I think you brought it up, too, before we start recording, Ab, is that USC is only a, as of right now, seven point favorite over Oregon yeah. State.
2: Yeah, I mean this is the you know the the people in Vegas know something here, right? Like mm-hmm. they know that, you know, this is a uh, this is a good USC team uh, and you know it's it's a it's an Oregon State team that hasn't really beaten anybody. But you know typically you would think like yeah that's gotta be like a 14 or a 17 point spread you know a 16 and a half uh, no, like we're, we're we're not seeing that. They obviously think that – or, you know, Vegas at least needs to see USC go win on the road in the conference in a big, you know, kind of a, a first real test. Um, and uh, and that's – I think that's worth considering. I mean, this is a, the type of game that, you know, in years past when USC has had, you know, a, a good start to the year or been a team that we wonder how good are they, this is the kind of game they lose. So – you know, this is a this is like really, you know, it, it feels like this should be a, a a walk in the park, but this really is, you know, a big, big are you real moment for uh, for USC. So,
1: and and, and I lo- I'm looking at the rest of USC schedule. If they can get by this test, right, you go against Arizona State the very next week, who fired Her- Herm Edwards on the spot. In case you haven't seen that video, the man didn't even get to walk off the field before he was reportedly fired right there on the field after, after Arizona uh, State's loss in their last game. So you could go take up another 5-0 and start after a battered Arizona State team. You should have no problem with Washington State. USC gets past this test, Ab. You're looking a possibly top-five ranked USC Trojan team at 6-0 and against Utah. October 15th. Yeah. And then after that, dude, every single game is so winnable, including that one against Notre Dame. What a year to finally get the Notre Dame hump off your back. Then this year where Notre Dame is struggling. so
2: They've yeah. got the easiest path to the college football playoff without a question. So of course, they're gonna mess it up.
1: So, so I, I think I, and I agree it's it's an are you for real game. It's because it's it's not even Oregon State being the enemy to USC. It's like, is USC going to be its own worst enemy? they can, yeah. can Lincoln Riley stop getting people or stop getting USC to just shoot itself in the foot year after year after year? we'll see. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, Tom, uh, you know we're just we're we're kind of running low on time, but we still have the sport to talk about. That uh, is true. So,
1: so very very we true. Need to
2: uh, hit the diamond as uh, we celebrate the Los Angeles Angels uh, being mathematically eliminated. <clears throat> from Playoff Contention.
1: Have, uh, it's, been, it's been fun having Shohei Ohtani as a part of the Angel. I can't wait to see him as an L.A. Dodger next year when he actually slams us in the freeway series. Uh, Mike Trout probably you know goes on the injury list to begin the next season because he's like, well, I we might as well just not play ever for this losing organization. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all it's all fine. I, I There's no need for me to cry. We were long, long ago and knew this wasn't happening. So it was fun. We lost 14 straight games at one point this season. So that, that that's enough for me. But uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you what's fun. Good teams that are fun to watch. And that might, sh- I hate to say it, Ev, the way they played last night, I know it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but Aaron Judge blasts number 60. Giancarlo Stanton hits a walk-off grand slam. The New York Yankees, I kind of want them in October, dude. I really, really do because they're so much fun.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, And I
1: don't like, oh, that felt like vinegar coming out of my mouth. I hate it.
2: They are a fun team. Nestor Cortez is a fun pitcher. Aaron Judge is a fun hitter. John Carlos Sant is a fun hitter. Uh, I, you know, they've got, like, Harrison Bader now in center field, I always forget about. Like, I mean, they've got a fun squad. And, yeah, I mean, for anyone that hasn't seen it, whether you hate or love the Yankees, it's pretty just magical. Uh, You know, Judge hits home run number 60, uh, and then John Carlos Stanton, after the bases are loaded with zero outs, uh, just hits in you know a, a, an absolute uh, 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 dinger um, to uh, to walk it off. It's it, I mean it doesn't get better than that for a fan base and Yankee Stadium. I mean the video from that game was like crazy. Like you know that place looked like it was gonna fall over. we Will say uh, disrespect to the Yankees for giving. Uh, so the kid who caught the 60th home run ball for Judge was yep. given a signed ball and a signed bat don't get me wrong those are very cool but man you got to hold out for bigger than that you can't just let the 60th home run ball go on you know a uh, for for you know what is probably a $400 value
1: yeah absolutely you you get your student loans paid off you buy a mortgage with that ball just
2: well just postseason tickets. Make sure my postseason tickets are covered. You know, like that's that's really the you know there's there's you know that's the most expensive thing, right? I
1: would very I much hope Yankees maybe maybe Aaron Judge does something on his own hat. You know, yeah. but that's that's a big if. We'll see.
2: Yeah. So uh, the the Yankees did that, and it was I mean honestly kind of representative of the whole season's. You know, uh, for for both the Yankees and the Mets, New York has had a great baseball year. Arguably the best baseball year since like the early 2000s uh for that city because uh, the mets have locked up their uh place in the playoffs um uh with in you know and, and the cherry on top was francisco landor hitting a grand slam of his own uh you know just maybe 30 minutes before uh stanton's uh to uh to beat the brewers who you know are going to be you know well I mean, really, the Brewers are kind of in do-or-die mode. This is actually a killer series for them. They've, you know, they really needed to kind of beat the Mets or, or at least, you know, potentially even sweep them, and that is not happening. Um, they are not going to catch the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, and uh, so that's it's going to be going to be tough for them to uh, get in the playoffs. But but yeah, crazy crazy year for New York. I mean, really, they're just uh, they're, they're you know, it's 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 an insane time to be in the Big Apple uh, if you like baseball.
1: Yeah, and you know, I it makes me think. I I know it's going to be a little bit upsetting here, but uh, the the Braves still have a chance to go take the 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 NLE's crown. Yeah. But yeah, the, me- the mess the, the just seemed to be always staying out ahead. You know, a lot can change in the last 13 games of the season. But here's the thing for you, Abby. You've got to feel good. Braves, nonetheless, have locked up a playoff spot. You know, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the darling heroes from 2021 are back in the hunt again. So, you know, Braves fans, you did it. Congratulations. We all doubted you in the beginning of the season. You, you rammed it down our throats, and you're probably in a great position to go win back-to-back.
2: What's uh What's going to be really really crucial though when we talk about the NL East uh, uh you know division finale one the Braves only play NL East teams the rest of the way they've got uh the they're beating the Nats right now as we record this but they've still got a series against Philadelphia and Washington they get the Mets at Truist Park in Atlanta yeah Degrom is already penciled in for Game Two of that three game set um, Charlie Morton will be pitching for the Braves that night. Will be you know just some really wild shit.
1: That's know, a man. that's electric. Sign me up for all of that. That's a
2: playoff game, uh, just a couple weeks early. So that's uh that'll be fun. Um, uh, but Dom, you know, I kind of had mentioned the Cardinals earlier
0: because mm-hmm.
2: we had said you know the Brewers aren't going to catch them. What we're rooting for in terms of catching uh, with the Cardinals is Albert Poolholes catching a couple of dingers to get to 700 home runs he's at 698 me and dom burst out laughing uh, before we recorded the podcast because uh, we were talking about yeah let's talk about albert we haven't really talked about albert you know that much uh, you know, I mean, because he's, he, you know, he's had a phenomenal year. You know, he, I don't think anybody really thought seven hundred was on. The hey, box.
1: you know what? Kudos to Albert. He did what he needed to. do. He got the hell out of the LA Angels system and went back to his home roots and had a great time. The it, it's a tale as old as time in the MLB. Get out of the Angels organization and go thrive somewhere go else.
2: Home. Go home. Go yep. and, uh, and and, and re- he really has. Uh, so we were, you know, we were thinking about like, okay, so he's got two home runs to hit. There's 13 games left. When could it happen? Could it happen? Um, they're on the road uh, to San Diego right now, uh, which you know, Petco Park kind of tough to hit a home you know kind of kind of a tough place to hit a bunch of home runs but it does happen uh and then they go at the Dodgers stadium which will be very cool uh to see him play for you know against the dodgers
1: yeah uh, a, a, t- a team he spent some time for too but i the thing i don't like about the dodgers is he is going to go against some some heat you know he's going to get kershaw uh he's going to get andrew haney uh, it's that, that that'll be that'll be a little difficult
2: and then they play two games against the the brewers but where me and dom just could not contain ourselves is the fact that the cardinals close the season with six straight games against the pittsburgh pirates who you know one of the worst teams in baseball
1: i uh, i really want to go back and deep dive this like are, are we was there a like it can't be. It can't be because there's three straight games. But like you know, because you get a lot of these back to back. Sometimes like when a rain delay happens and you're trying to like pencil in a game. How in the absolute good grace of God did the MLB schedule makers make this happen, where a team faces each other six times to end the season?
2: It, it looks like a minor league baseball schedule, you know, because they play six games. It literally is. Yeah, it,
1: yeah. it, the, the only the only difference is is you got, you're you're going to Pittsburgh to wrap up the final three in the beginning of October. But like, if Albert Pujols goes into that six game stretch, still for God. Known for some reason At 698 still He is going to have 703 by the time He leaves there
2: He might hit 700 home runs In that 6 game stretch
1: <laughs> He might He fucking might Because I mean Look look what the Yankees Did to the Pirates Last night You know like Oh my god the. You know what The schedule makers Did have They worked with Vegas on this I just formulated This in my mind They absolutely Set this schedule up Just so they knew If Albert has any Very If, if he needs A couple more Home runs To get to 700 We're going to throw the Pittsburgh damn Pirates at his, at his ass and let him just cook. So here you are, Albert. Congratulations. Hey, you know what? Let's just <laughs> round of applause. Albert Pujols, 700 Ta-da, home runs. Home run.
2: Woo. Well, and I will say, if, uh, if, if Hill freezes over and he doesn't reach 700 against the Pirates, you know, he'll probably be at 699 and the Cardinals are going to the playoffs. Yep. So 700 in the postseason would be uh, pretty special. Uh, but but either way, hey, we just uh, – that is something very much worth highlighting is uh, – yeah, and, and I will say this too. So uh, the third game of those six games against Pittsburgh, that is, you know, the last home game of the season for the Cardinals. Um, tickets, cheapest ticket to that game is $132 right now for a MLB regular season game that features the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, So, yeah, uh, you know, I hope uh, I hope the people buying tickets that game get to see uh, Albert uh, do his damn thing. Uh, If they don't, they can go to Pittsburgh and they can get a ticket for (laughs) seven dollars.
1: I love it. And you know what? PNC Park is beautiful this time of year. Yeah, rocks.
2: Like, yeah, I've rather I've I've not been to PNC Park. I've only been outside of it and it looks amazing. I really wish I could go. (laughs) It Uh, it is fantastic. Maybe one day me and Dom will uh, make that trip. Dude, think think
1: time. think about that return on investment. You go and catch home run ball 700 in the left field, outf- you know, at the outfield. For $7. Oh, my God. What an, what an absolute bonkers Wall Street investment move right there. God bless. Yeah. God bless. Well,
2: uh, Dom, if we're going to, you know, get out to Pittsburgh, we better uh, go ahead and start planning, uh, which means I think we have to wrap up the show.
1: No, uh, most like- definitely.
2: We could play it on the show, but, uh, you know, we, we've got our, you know, our tricks and uh, tricks of the trade uh, that we uh, we got to utilize. Uh, but but, you know, one of those tricks is actually social media. Um, it's uh, it's a way that we can kind of convince you to listen to the show and, and engage with us. And the best way for you to do that is to go on Twitter dot com uh, and follow us at down and out podcast D O W N N O U T P O D C A S T. Uh, Give us a follow, tweet us, do whatever the hell you want. We don't really care, uh, but uh, just just engage with us. We do appreciate it. And while you're doing that, you can go give us a five-star review or just a positive review uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you're listening to this podcast on.
1: And while you are showing us some love on all those platforms and places I haven't told you, please go show some love on those same platforms too. Uh, J.D. Masters and Buddha. Uh, the Man in the Mirror as our intro-outro music. Um, they're friends of the program, friends of ours deeply. A lot of love for the boys from Butte. So go show them some love. Give them some uh, some likes on their music. J.D.'s been pumping out beats like crazy. Buddha's always on the rhymes. He's lyrically insane in, in the membrane, as uh, as philosophers once said. That's uh, what the kids say. That's what the kids be saying. So can't thank them enough. But we can't thank you guys enough for listening. Look forward to being back next week we'll uh, recap what we hope is a 3-0 start for the Buffalo Bills the Jacksonville Jaguars pacing 2-1 and hopefully I'm not in damn gam- gambling debt anymore but we'll cross our fingers and see you next time folks it's been fun it's been real it's been down and out until next time Arriba Derchi
0: Later Shows up in my soul just wish I might accept the offer cause I wanna grind the cost and give the trophies to my mama make him sweat like a sauna cause act like I can't then I'ma spit like a llama take your girlfriend out and give a Balenciaga, so check me out, fill me up and watch me bounce Cause the new man in the mirror is looking like a mouse Switch places, change faces, now Buddha runs a house Trust hip hop more than bitches, so I'ma take her as a spouse Or at least a concubine, if in front of my God feel divine I'ma grab it like a shield and I make it shine Cause when I'm polished, I'll abolish if you cross the line That's how I am feeling, keep growing like a giant, go through the ceiling man in the mirror doubled up now you all the fuck we go again but when we stop blazing boom boom pow pow what you gonna do now especially when i bring the energy like it's a powwow besides find a man page your face cause you a damn clown look around only one that isn't on my wagon now the name is buddha bitch uh look around only one that isn't on my wagon now